Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Thursday edition of The Sheila Zielinski Show. Thank you so much for tuning into the program today. I have on the one and only Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. Very quickly, a lot of people have been asking about the website. It is right now under construction. The new launch, hopefully, is going to be next week, May 1st. It's really slick, and it's going to have the podcast, great archives. It's going to be very user-friendly, and you're going to love it. So I'm really looking forward to that launching. Just very quickly, I want to mention that there's an incredible event this weekend. If you are anywhere near the Colorado area, do try to get out to this. It is Monty and Sharon Mulkey's West Coast Church of Deliverance. It is their spring conference. It's going to be amazing. My co-author to my book, Power Prayers, Carla Butod will be there. My friend, Pastor Mark Sellers. Some of my prayer team intercessors are going to be there. Lots of new people are getting out to that. It is a great way to connect with like-minded Christians. That starts tomorrow, goes Saturday, Sunday. Boy, take advantage of that. It's going to be very powerful, and you can get personal prayer. Let me tell you, it's life-changing. If you want more information, just go to WCCD.com, and you can click on the conference flyer for more information information on that. Well, without further ado, it is my guest, Steve Quayle. He has a new book that's available for pre-order right now called Terminated. We're going to get into that. And we're also going to talk about a little bit about his trip to Italy coming up. Boy, just days away from that. And of course, this part four. No, Steve, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this part four of the True Legend series? Is that, when is the release date for that? Talk a little bit about it. Well, basically, there's a True Legends 4, which is coming out, and the Lord willing, that will be out probably, well, easily by the time of Branson. In addition, one that's about 90%, it's almost a secondary series, Sheila, and that's the Forbidden History series, and that's already, I'd say, 80% done. And it's got an interesting title, because I think it's important that people understand that it doesn't matter if it's a film producer, you can try and be innocuous, or you can try and spell it out. And the next one that's a Forbidden series that is just outstanding, I think people will love it. And one of the things they're going to love about it, and I love about it, here's what it's called. It's called the Forbidden History Revealed series. Now, this will be episode one, so it's interesting. Tim is focused on running around the world in the jungles, you know, obviously tracking down some pretty remarkable stuff. And as you know, Branson is September 14th through the 16th. But we're going to have some pretty amazing things there. In the new video series, there's two series. Now, I want to make this easy. Forbidden History Revealed. And the next one is Giants and Transhumanism, the Great Smithsonian Cover-Up. Now, most people have heard of the Grand Canyon cover-up and the Grand Canyon, all the Native American artifacts. But what's going to be fascinating, and I think it's really important that people understand this, if you had an eyewitness testimony, and even newspapers from 100 years ago, Sheila, some cases 140 years ago, talking about the Smithsonian, and since it was uh, founded, but even talking about the Smithsonian Stanford fighting over giant bones of things 14 to 20 feet tall, it's pretty tough to to claim that that was just a modern-day invention. So imagine that, you know, there are literally hundreds of newspaper articles and literally mentioning the Smithsonian, mentioning Stanford, and mentioning whenever the bones were uh, discovered by the Smithsonian, they disappeared, and it was kind of the uh, I-know-nothing of history. So what's critical in this whole giants and transhumanism, and that's what my book Terminated is all about, I think a 
the best way that I can explain what Terminated the book is about is basically the genetic memories of the fallen angels, their offspring, and their lineage as it's basically passed through to human beings over the ages. Now, here's what's going to flip people out. Even, what, a week ago, the Daily Mail carried an article that was talking about being able police to get images from dead suspects by accessing certain parts of their brain. Yeah. Do you saw that article? Yeah, up on your website, yeah. Yep, and so follow with me, and boy, keep me, keep me on track here, okay? Understand that that technology exists. Understand that the only way to explain history and the evil that's unfolding and the origin of the ultimate hater of mankind, Satan and Lucifer, is to have that very, if you will, genetic memory pass through, not only from the fallen angels or joining with earth women, producing the giants, the Rephaim, and when those Rephaim died, the demons and the demons possessing people, but also, Sheila, the genetic memory, if you will, the Encyclopedia Genetica, okay? There's a new word. Every time I go on your show, I want to give you something. Encyclopedia Genetica, okay? And so the technology already exists. Can you imagine literally finding Goliath's DNA and being able to see the last images of his mind? Now, before people dismiss this, they've got to understand that we're not talking, gee, Steve's on a fantasy trip with fiction here. It's already proven technology. And as you've heard me say on your show and on Hagman's or Coast to Coast, we are literally thousands of years technologically ahead. And the only reason they release this stuff is to try and get people to cope with it. So it's fascinating that even though there's an old creation, when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, the scripture is very, very pronounced, you know, and I want to share this right from the beginning so no one gets freaked out or anything. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new, including their DNA. One of the questions I get asked more than ever is anybody that has RH negative blood, are you the seed of the fallen ones? No, absolutely not. Someone says, well, can I still be saved? Absolutely. And I make this point so emphatically. God has given us supernatural grace. He understands the corruption in the human race. Obviously, he sent Jesus to answer it. And that's why when we accept Jesus, Lord and Savior, we become a new creation. You put that statement in the context of genetic heredity and genetic lineage, and it takes on a wow-type thing. It goes, wow. That's why Adam, you know, Jesus is the second Adam. And the point being is, is that, we're now faced with, I would call this, the cards being laid on the table phase, where the plan for the extinction of the human race is now before us. And remember, the oldest lie in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, ye shall be as God, knowing both good and evil, and ye shall not surely die. And the transhumanists, the people that believe they're going to be able to build a better human being, and it's interesting that at the end of their logical conclusion, the human, as God created it, will cease to exist. Now, when we put it in the context of all of the billionaires and zillionaires out there that are, I know there is no such thing. I'm making it up, or you'll, you'll get flack. Doesn't Steve know that there's no such thing? Yeah, of course I know. <laughs> the point is, is that the highest net worth individuals on the planet want to do this. They want to live forever, and they want to keep that what they have, and they want to get rid of all the useless eaters. So what we're seeing right now is the massive massive attempt, and you can't see even the front of Drudge every day or the Singularity Hub or anything. Basically, they're promising the ultimate seduction. You'll never die. 
You'll never, uh, basically, they're promising you godhood. You'll be all-knowing, all-powerful, and you could be everywhere in the world at once by simultaneously, even through telepathy, tapping into anybody. In other words, I'll make this real simple. If John Doe is in Spain and I'm in Bozeman, Montana, I'm talking about with advanced technology, this is what they're promising. I can live the experience that John Doe, and he can share his experience with me. Well, guess who first thought of that? The pornographers. The pornographers now are promising, you know, Tris with famous people experiencing the personality of a famous person. So, Sheila, it all gets back to the seed. It all gets back to Adam and Eve and their seed and Satan and his seed. So it's pretty wild because, again, the location of ancient history and the ancient genetics That's really the true legend series and the cover-up of it. I would call it a corollary series. It's called Forbidden History Revealed. But the first episode is Giants, Transhumanism, and the Great Smithsonian Cover-Up. If, as I project and actually declare, that the technology exists to go back and literally read genetic material, the visual sights, the auditory sights, the smells, everything that we know the brain processes as data and information, this will become such an over overwhelming temptation that no one outside of those who are in Christ Jesus, you know, this is why God forbids, and I want to share something with people who are in the occult, whether they're Ouija boards, whether they're calling up familiar spirits, spiritists, and everything, they're called lying spirits for a reason, and when this stuff gets into the human spirit, if especially it's demonic, and by the way, I mean, dial an exorcist now? Come on, the Catholic Church is, you know what, they need 500,000 more of them? Well, here's the point. Terminated, the new book, and I, I know you've seen the cover, it's on my website, but the slogan is so, I, I'd say, so important. Here lies the human race who refused to see their end when it stared them in the face. Wow, there it is. And I can't sum it up any better than that statement. Now, obviously, this thing's 14 chapters, 400 pages. Finishing touches are being put on it right now. But the whole point is to show people that the technological surveillance grid, the genetic surveillance grid, the interrogation of entire family lineages, and I think you and I, when we first started talking together, I said the Human Genome Project was way more about finding different DNA than, quote, the human genome. I call it the search for the Rephaim, and let's give it a hokey title so no one really knows what we're doing. (laughs) We'll keep them guessing. Well, listen, uh, I was shocked to see, and this really ties into this too. National Geographic. This is carried over there. National Geographic. People can look this up. Incredible headline. These are cropping up everywhere. Exclusive. Ancient mass child sacrifice may be the world's largest. More than 140 children were ritually killed in a single event in Peru more than five Hundred years ago. You know, we know incidents of human sacrifice among the Aztec, the Maya, the Incan have been recorded in colonial era Spanish chronicles and documented. I mean, you guys talk about this. Modern scientific excavations have discovered these large scale child sacrifices. This particular one they found was the ritual victims were between eight and 12 years old. And an article over at Newsweek says those 140 children had their hearts 
ripped out. Yeah, gee, I wonder where all these missing children are going every other day. It's an epidemic. We have intel sharing stuff surfacing from the dark web that is just right out of the pit of hell. I mean, all this stuff ties in together. And, you know, this this stuff is so horrific. And Steve, I think one of the, I got to ask you this question because people ask me this. How does Steve Quayle not lose his mind looking at this bombardment, this plethora of abhorrent headlines day after day? I, I mean, how do you keep your sanity looking at these dark, hellish headlines day after day? How do you do it, Steve? Well, and that's a great question, okay? And there's a scripture that comes, there's a whole bunch of them. And I actually got asked, you know, that question today, Sheila. And what's interesting is I responded to the guy simply by making this statement. He was saying, man, we got this, we got that. In essence, what your listeners are asking you. And my answer is simply this, that there are two scriptures. The one I I hang out on is God is able to keep me in perfect peace because my heart is stayed upon him, okay? Now, that's not always easy when you got to battle devils, demons and emails, okay? (laughs) What I'm saying is the other thing is this. King David said, at the times I am afraid, I trust in thee. And I got to share something. I'm just telling people this, that the answer to all of us, and this stuff's overwhelming, okay? And Sheila, I know this will seem like almost, no kidding, I'm only sharing 10% of what I know. I'm frustrated. And and listen, I want to frustrate the hell out of people and get the peace of God in them, okay? But you see, it's just like the whole political scene. Nowhere ever, ever, even though people make claims, do I believe that the president is our redeemer. But the president's praying, and he's got people praying for him that believe Jesus is the redeemer, and I hope then I believe he's probably a baby Christian. But the point is, is that the political landscape of the United States is not different from that which has gone before us in ancient history. There have been wars since day one. Cain slew Abel, murder. But even prior to the creation of Adam and Eve, in the pre-Adamic world, the pre-Adamic world, okay, prior to the creation of Adam and Eve, when you've got the Sumerian table of kings, what I'm trying to do is put perspective into this. God judged a creation separate and distinct from the human race that goes back literally hundreds of thousands of years. And what finally brought their judgment was the mixing of whatever they were, whoever they were, with animals, because that's mixture. And by the way, that's the legend of Atlantis. So what, let's just say this, what did the prior creation, not man, Okay, these things were not men, as the Lord created Adam out of the dust of the earth and breathed into him the breath, the Holy Ghost, the breath of life, and man became a living soul. That's not what we're talking about. But even those entities have made themselves known. I mean, you know, when Jesus cast a demon out of the gathering demoniac, they knew who they were. They knew who Jesus was. They had a sense of time. Isn't it interesting? Have you come to torment us before our time? You know? And then obviously Jesus allowed them. They conversed with Jesus. They were allowed to go into the pigs, and guess what? The pigs committed suicide, saying, I don't want those demons in me. And I don't know that they said that, but <laughs> I'm just... I'm just trying to say, sometimes maybe pigs are smarter than people. I'm not endorsing everybody go out and get a xenotransplant from your local wild boar in the <laughs> desert southwest. But And this is something that's really important for people to understand. I'm going to read this. This isn't mine. I, I got it from whatisepigenetics.com. It's one thing to talk about genes, chromosomes,
zones. There's nothing to talk about proteins, but I think laying out the big picture might help. And in my opinion, with all the research I'm doing, and it's, it's massive. You know, the reason I look, my eyes look so crappy is because I got bags on my bags, and it's, I've got issues with one eye because I've worn it out taking so many pictures, and I've got to get it fixed, you know, this summer. But listen to this. Great illustration. Here's an analogy that might further help you to understand epigenetics. Think of the human lifespan as a very long movie. The cells would be the actors and actresses, essential units that make up the movie. DNA, in turn, would be the script, instructions for the participants of the movie to perform their roles. Subsequently, the DNA sequence would be the words on the script, and certain blocks of these words that instruct key actions or events to take place would be the genes. The concept of genetics would be like screenwriting. Guess who the screenwriter is? Follow the analogy so far. The concept of epigenetics, then, would be like directing. The script can be the same, but the director can choose to eliminate or tweak certain scenes or dialogue, altering the movie for better or for worse. After all, Steven Spielberg's finished product would be drastically different than Woody Allen's for the same movie script, wouldn't it? Well, again, it's who do you give directorial life to? You see, the bottom line is, Evil people have DNA. Godly people redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and redeemed from the power of uh, death, hell, and the grave have a different genetic code. We have the code of a life-giving spirit, not a dead, unredeemed genetic code from the fall and the sin. So in essence, we got two directors, the Holy Spirit laying out his direction, plan for our life, or you've got those people that want to uh, basically yield to Satan. And you know, it's interesting, I posted an article on my website today. It was written by a preacher, and he made a statement. He said, the wheat and the tares grew up together, but he said, their ends are vastly different. Mm. Talking about why all the bizarreness in the church, why all the compromise, why, why all the open Satanism, you know? And you and I both know, Sheila, if you start talking about certain, quote, musical groups in the world, people go nuts. Well, they believe believe in Jesus? Not when they're worshiping demons and having sketches on the stage that look like they just jumped out of a voodoo or a Santeria presentation in Jamaica. Now, I want to drive one's attention to this. If you were to say, and I'm obviously, I, I told Sheila before we just started re recording the show, I said, Sheila, you got to read this, Genetic Assassins Among Us. It's written by Celeste, and I told Sheila that Celeste has been gifted with the same type of calling that my heavenly sister, Sue Bradley, uh, wrote about and so many people appreciated. She had a way of looking at things that nobody did. Nobody could. I mean, she was Sue Bradley and she's gifted. And I want to share something. I will no longer talk about former friends or former brothers or sisters that have gone to the Lord. I felt like God spoke to me and this blessed me, Sheila. I hope it blesses you and it blesses everyone who hears this worldwide. He said, Steve, they're with me. I want you now to address those who have gone before you as your heavenly brother, for instance, Greg Evenson, or your heavenly sister, Mary Juarez, or your heavenly sister, you know, uh, uh, Sue Bradley. And that took me by surprise. By the way, I've never thought of that in my entire life, okay, for the record. And I see what God is saying to us all in that. They're not gone. They're with me, and they are absolutely still your sister and your brother. You know this because, you know, Jesus said, let the dead uh, bury the dead when people, you know, were getting all involved in the uh, aspect of death and funerals. But no, we're to rejoice, and not only the Lord our God, our Savior, but also those who have gone before us. And, and for those of you, God bless you, who have had people taken from your lives, whether it's murder, accidents, or everything, or your children, you know, your children, your 
heavenly children. This isn't some celestial concubine that produces little gods for the rest of eternity, you know. I'm talking about those who God wants us to see that through his great redemption and transformation, they're with him. I hope that blesses people. I went wow, and I went really wow on that. Wow, hasn't there really been some incredible people that have came before us? Of course, like the ones you've stated here. Now, I want to get into a bizarre, twisted world of sex cults and creepiness. I mean, Allison Mack of Smallville to be released on a $5 million bond in this sex cult case. You've got Sarah Edmondson, a Canadian actress, saying she was branded as part of an initiation into a secret satanic sex cult. You know, they're cropping up everywhere. Boy, these evil spirits that have stayed hidden, they're they're manifesting through their carriers, you could say. And it's just getting darker and darker. And oh, speaking of dark, Dark Sky, a full-scale training exercise, triggers in Wisconsin, kicks off May 15th at sites around the state. I mean, Steve, let's just say demonic outpicturing, it is underway, isn't it? Right, and I think that's a great word. I believe that no longer can demons stay hidden. They can mask, but the mask, it's like God is stripping it off. He's stripping off the veneer for not only America, but the world to see who it is that they serve. And that's why, Sheila, we got to make a decision. So dark skies, uh, you know, anything with darkness, Jesus said he's the light of the world. He didn't say he's the uh, dark cloud in every rainstorm. And I think that it's obvious that they're going to use EMP. And for the record, you can use electromagnetic pulse weapons on a very low power basis if you know the choke points in any, uh, you know, power system or transmission system. So what Dave Hodges has been writing about, you know, is all of the towers that have gone up. And I remember talking about those years ago. And then obviously we just had, what, the revelation a week ago of all the electronic mind control stuff yeah. that's going on. And, and that was, you remember when that stuff was all considered, oh, that's all fear-mongering and doom porn, you know? Well, I got news for you. There's going to be nobody to blame when this stuff comes upon everybody instantly. So I don't know when, but EMP can even be selective. Now, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't have any information or intel why Wisconsin at this point. I just have no intel. I do know that the important stuff going on in Denver and the Colorado-Wyoming border is critical because Denver becomes a regional capital of the 10 regions of the United States when it's broken up from the United States into the 10 FEMA regions. And everybody knows about the Denver airport. And, you know, it's funny because when the Denver airport was built, whatever, 15, 20 years ago, but, I mean, there were people that were coming on my radio show and other radio shows that were talking about the construction under, you know, the massive tunnel system that exists under the DIA. And so Denver International Airport. So dark skies, no matter what they call it, Operation Shadow Box or whatever, you know, the point is, is that they're going to use an EMP. They put it out there, and uh, Dr. Peter Fry, Gary Haven, nailed that in Amerigeddon. And I think that movie was out, what, almost two years ago now? And it all centered around an EMP, electromagnetic pulse. So here's what I think I'd like to say to everybody that's going to ask you and go, wow. See, to me, this doesn't cause me to lose hope. It propels me to embrace the author of all hope. I have found no instance in the Old Testament or even the New where any of God's people kind of winged it until he showed up. 
I've seen every battle in the Old Testament given or every victory given to the people of God in obedience. It was God initiated, okay? It wasn't just, well, Lord, come on, I'm going to go out and chase this dragon and I hope I'm with you, you know? Henry Gruber spoke of a marvelous uh, illustrated lesson that God taught him. You know, I would say this, and you would too, and those who know us, he's probably one of the most anointed men in our contemporary society, filled with the Holy Ghost, with miracles and signs following. Now, this is what's interesting. Sheila, when he went to the burial mounds, and he went to the serpent mound in the middle of the United States, this is where all the giant bones were buried and everything, and, you know, people go, it's kind of like a national park. He almost died there. He went in winter, and basically he had to crawl back to his car. He basically had hypothermia, and he went up there thinking, now here's a critical issue, thinking that he would take dominion over it in Jesus' name. Because, by the way, all the burial mounds were places of great human sacrifice. And just to backtrack on on the Peruvian child sacrifice, what do you want to bet that tens of thousands of kids disappear, that their bones aren't in Hollywood someplace or in Washington, D.C., or other places? You know, we've heard about Pedigate, we've heard of all the Snuffgate, we've heard about everything. And I don't use the other word that starts with a P. I'm talking Pedigate. Remember, occultists rule this country. Occultists believe and practice child sacrifice. They practice child rape. And remember, there's something, I don't know the physics of it, but there is a spiritual dynamic to innocence. And that spiritual dynamic is what these, you know, I, I better wash my mouth here, what these hellish ghouls feast on, okay? And now I understand, you know, everybody wonders, maybe nobody wonders, but I do, and it's always been a puzzle me when Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me. There's so much more in the statements of Jesus, and I think there's a depth there, you know, because what did Jesus say? It'd be better for the person to have never been born, you know, or to have a millstone tied around his neck and cast in the deepest sea than to cause these little ones to stumble. And that really means to forbid them from life, you know? Yeah. So the thing is, is that we're seeing now the most ancient stuff getting back to true legends. The next true legends uh, film that's already, you know, stuff is in the can and everything. The reason we're hanging out in Peru, by the way, where did that article come from? Peru. The Aztec, Inca, and Maya, starting at Mexico, Aztec, going down into Latin America. There you're dealing with the Maya and then all the way into the Inca. But there was something interesting. Do you know where the Inca learned their child sacrifice from? They learned it from the Phoenicians. This is going to blow people's mind. Okay, I can't keep a good secret, but I will try and keep a half secret. The next series, the Forbidden History series, is going to deal with the reality of fines, even of Chinese pottery, two, three thousand years before Jesus in South America. And imagine, imagine, okay, imagine Chinese vessels back then, let's just call it at least 2,000 years ago, that are 100 and 200 yards long. Wow. So here's the thing. The Peruvian headlines that you just referred to today, I'm just telling you, we're already on that in a way that I think is going to be mind-blowing. And and for the record, Tim and the film guys were down there, I don't know, less than a month ago, and they go back uh, next 
uh, after we all get back from Sardinia and Rome. So here's what's important. Everybody deals with the fruit of evil. We've got to get to the root of evil. Just as Jesus cursed the fig tree at the roots, until the people of God wake up, they're going to be destroyed by this, which brings me to, uh, you know, the, the whole purpose for terminated. If you read the statements of Elon Musk and, and you read the statements of the, the guys who are pro, you know, hey, we just basically, we're going to be superhumans, we're going to have super sexuality, we're going to have anything. In essence, it's Pandora's box of pleasures, but nobody thinks to even consider how that might turn against them, because with the same hatred that Satan tried to destroy the human race when he caused Adam and Eve to sin, and remember, Noah and his family, what, eight souls, were the only people that hadn't been genetically modified or genetically perverted. God's Word states that he was perfect in his generations. That just simply means he wasn't untainted. It doesn't mean he was a moral, uh, you know, pillar of society in uh, those days. It simply means that he believed in God, he had not been tampered with, and she was just an obvious thing for Noah's Ark. God brought the animals to the Ark. Noah didn't have to go out and, uh, with a butterfly net and get butterflies or a lion trap and catch lions. And God brought them by twos because isn't this cool? He knew which ones hadn't been perverted. The fallen angels went after everything. They went after everything. And that's where bestiality. So people say, well, I don't believe the Old Testament. The reason God commanded those who were, would lie with the bees, have sex with animals, is because that's what the fallen angels perverted mankind. Everything goes back to them. And so that genetic memory now is coming into fruition. You said an amazing thing. We're talking about the demonic outpicturing. When you see these guys and women with body modifications and everything that is in them is coming out of them, that's what they really have given themselves over to. And as the demons outpicture, the human being diminishes until the point it's no longer, they're no longer human, they're no longer being able to be redeemed. And that's what the mark of the beast will do. Forget just being able to buy, rent, or sell. I mean, that's what the Word of God says. I'm not saying dismiss that, but I'm saying it will genetically alter normal descendants of Adam and Eve to the point they cannot be redeemed. That's a terrifying statement. Well, hey, speaking of not being able to be redeemed by Jesus, look at this devil of a pope. Forget about people needing a savior. Pope Francis teaches that everyone is saved. Wow. Non-Christians can be saved without Jesus even. I mean, this guy is such a devil. Just last week, there was an interesting article in the New Yorker. Will Pope Francis cause a schism in the Catholic Church in his new book to change the church? Oh boy, but that'll be a beauty. The Pontifical Perversion. That's a better name for his book. Does it surprise you, Steve, how Pope False Prophet is just Steve, you cannot make the statements up out of this devil's mouth. I mean, does that shock you? Not at all, because, and I want to share something. I want to make this statement clear. When I went on talk radio 23, 24 years ago, and someday I'm going to find out the exact date, but let's just say this, close to a quarter of a century, give me a year in there. The point is, I said, the greatest war in the history of the world is going to start and is going to basically be within the Catholic Church. Now remember, I don't know, there's what, 1.7 billion Catholics? Now understand this that traditional Catholics right now, they identify this Pope with a false prophet, okay? It's not just a, 
evangelical tirade against Catholics. I think one of the greatest testimonies I've ever heard in my in my life was James Caviezel giving his testimony about Jesus. Yeah. Man, what a... I mean, I'll tell you what, I've never heard a Protestant do that. This isn't a Protestant Catholic thing that I'm talking about. So when I said that, I, I couldn't know that except the Lord showed me that. And see, this is what I'm trying to say. When you speak what God places on your heart, you get the immediate, who are you that God should speak? Or like one of my critics said, he hasn't been right since 1997. Oh, really? You know, what did you write back then? Or by the way, were you even born then? You know, the, the thing I'm trying to say is this. When you defend the gospel, you have to understand that you're fighting for the very faith of your friends, faith of your family, and the, and you're trying to keep people legitimately from going to hell, okay? And all I, I remember this, it used to bother me. I've, I've witnessed to the Lord, had some people accept Jesus, only to, you know, basically go into eternity without him, you know? And the Lord said, you all, and maybe this is a good word to everybody, you're responsible for sharing the gospel in honesty, as God appoints you and anoints you to. And I would share this, don't go out and stand on a street corner unless the Lord tells you, and I think we've talked about this, Sheila, on your show, if you'll pray and say, God, who can I talk to today? Lead me to the people. Then you're you're not wasting your life, okay? And I'm not saying it's a waste to ever preach the gospel. That's not what I'm saying. But I tell you this, I have friends that went off being missionaries, never called to be them, and they get called back, and God in his mercy brings them back, and they become so messed up that, Sheila, it takes a lot of deliverance and a lot of counseling and a lot of miracles and a lot of prayer to get them back because they didn't have the goods. And God doesn't call people he doesn't equip. Here's a great statement. If God calls you to that field, he'll equip you for that field. But you cannot expect to go running off charging into the night if he didn't tell you to charge into the night, you know? And that's where we're at right now. So one of the key things, why this terminated, why, you know, the Branson Conference, Transhumanism and the Hybrid Eight, why that's so important is this is the clearest sign of the coming judgment of the living God God is furious with the wicked all the day long. That's the scripture, okay? And the thing that is uh, is lost to most Christians is they don't even know, number one, that God's holy. Number two, that he has expectations. Number three, that he, the living God, esteems his word above his name, you know? And that's why the scripture says, the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God shall not return unto him void, but it shall accomplish that. So, why this is critical, and I want to share this. I can foresee nothing outside of ancient history being revealed that I can even deal with in another book, okay? I'll do, I'll, after this, the book will come out, you know, the Lord willing, and I don't believe that we're going to get nuked any day now, okay? I know that the process, it's a process is accelerating. Some people ask me this, well, what about the timing of Branson? Well, Branson's going to happen because God needs to equip his saints. Yeah. Nobody sends their army into a battle without equipping them, okay? And I believe this is key, so let me just say this, and then I'll just, you know, uh, I'm not trying to over... Uh, so I'll get an email. Let Sheila talk. Well, I said, hey, I, Sheila says, Steve, talk. And so uh, <laughs> we'll just say this for everybody, all the haters out there and those who are thinking out of the wrong side of their equatorial plane. How's that for Ooh. being nice? And except those days be shortened, there should be no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. That's a statement from the mouth of Jesus. In other words, you know, humanity's very existence is at 
the brink. This is on my website. It's called Genetic Assassins. In my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, I'm even going to repost this tomorrow as my top story because it's that important. Now, I want to say this, Sheila, and then I'll catch a breath and you can, we'll go wherever you want. Genetic assassins are living among us today. They say reality is stranger than fiction and much darker. Science is beguiled with ancient genetic technologies, forbidden knowledge, which is creating an unholy union or marrying ancient technology with the memories of the watchers who pass their hybrid genetic memories, mind, body, and spirits from the Rephaim and the giants of old into the bloodline of mankind. Just as it was in the days of Noah, this is a suicide mission which seeks to exterminate God and his divine image from mankind before a fiery cataclysm. Obviously, Matthew 24, 37. But as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. So, you know, I get tired of hearing, well, don't you talk to anybody about how to accept Jesus? More people have accepted Jesus through whatever time I've been on earth as repeated back to me because this kind of stuff answers their questions. I, I never pat someone on the back and say, oh, just believe it because I say it. I'll say it again. If you're hearing me tonight any place in the world, as many times as this will be sent to friends, pray and ask God to show you, is is this the truth? Is this really happening? And I can tell you, Sheila, quite candidly, most people won't even deal with it. They choose not to deal with it because they say, oh, it's too scary. I said, well, what about the victory that God can give through this? Go ahead. <laughs> I was chuckling a minute ago when you said this guy said, hey, you haven't been right since 1997. Obviously, he's a pretty close follower of your work. You know, I get these people that watch my videos just to critique it. And it was really funny. I made this top 10 Illuminati conspiracies of all time. I was number eight on the top 10. And the channel's got like almost 3 million subscribers. And this guy shared it all over Facebook. Look at this tin foil kook. How do Christians even listen to her? You should listen to all these shows she's done this last year. They're so stupid. I thought all the shows I've done, buddy, you've been listening to my show for the last year. What, just to critique it? I mean, that, that's funny to me. It's like, if you don't like our stuff, don't listen to it. But back to what you were saying, you know, it's important that people understand that when we put this stuff out there, you said it yourself, Steve, this stuff goes out all over the world. It's not just about the people that listen on an ongoing basis. While we still do have the chance, and of course, we know the incredible Stasi censorship, but you just never know who might be listening and who might start thinking about this stuff. And it's amazing because as we always say, Steve, there is one answer to all of this mess. All other roads lead to dead ends, and it's not AI gods, even though Google is registering the first AI church. Well, hey, those AI gods are not going to save you, just giving you a heads up. But but Steve, I mean, it's total surveillance on steroids, brain chips, 5G, crypto, the dark side of AI, like Steve's talking about in Terminated. It's like Pastor Billy Crow and I said, hey, you think that's a fly? That's not a fly. Swarm tech, killer drones, killer robots, sex bots, slaughter bots, demon bots. Oh, and if all that's not bad enough, our kids are now being rewired and reprogrammed with virtual reality. I mean, this whole thing is a cornucopia straight out of the bowels of hell, Steve. It's diabolical 
diabolical. Yeah, and the word diabolical comes obviously from El Diablo, but look at how they screw up. Okay, here's, here's a great question, simple question. How can screwed up people who probably are meat and shrinks before they go into the robotic lab, now this doesn't apply to all of them, or how does people that have been, let's say this, hurt emotionally or physically or even uh, sexually abused, and they go into this, and, and how do fallen men, everybody's got issues, okay? And my answer to that is everybody's got issues, and there's only only one who has an answer, but the devil will always give people multiple choice, and every one of those multiple choice, when the devil provides you with the quiz, are designed to appeal to your flesh and to take you out of even being concerned with uh, reality. That's why virtual reality is basically, I would say this, it is the electronic holodeck of Satan getting people to divorce their humanity, to enter into the Tron-like world of electron flow, and basically detach them from everything and everyone. Come on, let's face it. Remember when you'd, you'd go out on dates or, you, or you'd communicate with a girl, take them, you, you went bowling, you did whatever, shooting, you know, you, you do what, you find your mate that you like to do stuff together, sailing, honey, it doesn't matter what. But the point is, now everything's a virtual relationship. And Sheila, I want to say this, in the book of Isaiah, and this is critical for people to understand, I think it's what, Isaiah 4, the first verse, it says, in those days, seven women will take hold of one man saying take our reproach from us for we'll buy our own clothes and provide our own meat with the sex robots understand it the point in that is to bring about the end of human procreation they're already talking about it and so what's interesting in the days that isaiah wrote that prophecy it was specifically the quintessential social being ostracized to not to be barren and not have a husband okay now everything from birth control forward. And by the way, birth control had a, you know, and, and the residue of birth control. I remember talking about this on my first year in talk radio. I said you're going to produce xenoestrogens. Obviously, birth control pills are, are made of estrogen or estrogen-like substances, and you're going to produce a group of men who are going to become feminized. Now I'm not knocking it. I'm just defining it. And a quarter century in my world is still you know a quarter of a century. So the idea is this, that everything, everything, everything is designed to destroy humanity. Look at the women now. And obviously, listen, I am not a guy that hates women by any means. If I had my way, every woman would have the ideal man. They'd all be armed, you know, and they would, none of them would be victims, okay? You know that's my, my position, okay? And I hate it. I hate it that the devil's being so successful because, listen, we're back to Edgar Rice Burroughs and the return of the Amazons because now we're not just dealing with women who said we need to be paid the same as men. We're moving to we don't need them at all. And the men are moving, especially in Japan, to we don't need women at all. And it's tragic that men in, in Japan are so hungry for intimacy that they rent hug ladies. I don't know. I don't speak Japanese, you know. Or they, or they get, like, if you will, the teddy bear equivalent. I'm not talking sex robots. People need intimacy. When God breathed into Adam, he formed him. Jesus. Colossians 1, 16 and 17. Jesus made Adam out of the dust, okay, and the moisture of the early morning, and he breathed into Adam the, the breath of life, the Ruach HaKodesh, for those people that understand what that means. The Spirit of God came into Adam. He, he, the Spirit of God met with the atomic structure of the clay that God the Father had spoken into existence in a sheer word of his power, and Adam woke up 
completely, and I'm telling you this, he woke up face-to-face with the living Savior. And how could Adam name all the animals? And people say, I don't believe that. That's fiction. Well, i got to tell you something. As someone who's uh, studied ancient history and pre-Adamic history, and I think I've got quite a few footnotes, and a lot of people are saying the light's going on. The thing is, is that people do not understand how much Satan hates you if you're a a descendant of Adam and Eve. Even the fallen angels in the book of Enoch, the fallen angels and the watchers in the book of Giants, they know the heaven they left. They know what they have left forever. And unfortunately, Sheila, I don't think people understand the greatness and the majesty of who we are in the living God. We're We're not wonderful, but he made us wonderful. Some of us go, hey, Lord, are you sure you didn't make it a mistake? And God said, I made no mistakes, I made you. And then we shake our head and go, well, he knows better than I do, but could you tell me, Lord, you know? But here's here's what here's where we're at. I would encourage everybody to sign up for Branson. Branson is going to be unusual. And again, listen, it's not better, it's different than any other conference out there. We've been blessed to having some of the great speakers we're bringing in, and these all aren't just, quote, the same old guys that go on the same old circuit, okay? And these are people that are some of the most famous people in the world as far as what they study and what they write about. And if those guys are melting down over robotics, if those guys are worried about the machines taking over the world, then maybe you should understand that there's something that the Christian church needs to be speaking to. I'd rather go up against a group of atheists, okay, and I mean this, and have them fire away, or agnostics, talking about what about, what about, what about, and then I'd listen to them and I'd say, but what about this? What about this? You admit to what you know, but you deny what you don't know until you find it and you say, hey, we just found this out. Good example, new forms of DNA. They're called the I-motif. You know, it's programmable and it's a typology for a pH switch. Hello? You're going to love this. It forms uh, or resembles a twisted knot of DNA. So, you know, you hear, well, that person's really twisted. (laughs) Or don't get your whatever shorts uh, in a twist, you know. Forget the shorts. It's probably your DNA you need to worry about. But here's, here's what's interesting. Where I'm at today, and please, ladies and gentlemen, go on our website, Gen6, G-E-N-S-I-X dot com, and get registered. I think we're two-thirds of the way through, okay? And I said this. I said the reason we offered it for registration so early at September 14th through 16th in Branson, Missouri, you were there last year, Sheila, people waited to the last minute, and boy, did they get mad. And we said, hey, it's selling, it's, you know, it's filling up, it's selling out. And so it's really important because there's going to be things there that you got to see to believe, you know. Uh, by the grace of God, we've got some, uh, how should I say this, large things to present. And I'll be presenting, too, prior to that time, my book. My book, I believe, terminated. I'm shooting for June 15th. Thank you for your patience for those of you who are pre-ordering it. Because every day, I think, okay, this is this is the last chapter, and something bizarre comes out. And quite candidly, I pray and, and people send me stuff, but there are things I, I miss, okay? So, so you probably know this, too. You have to draw the end. But what I'm saying is, even though the last chapter of my book is an ongoing fulfillment, I think the background will be mind-blowing. And I want to make this one statement. And this, again, is from Celeste's article on my website. And by the grace of God, Sheila, I always give credit to where credit is due. I don't steal other people's stuff. If I don't know who wrote it, I just say, hey, I don't know who wrote it, but I didn't write it. But here's what she says. Again, the most important 
piece I have heard or even read probably in the last year as it relates to what we're talking about. Scientists and researchers are in a frenzy to plumb the depths of ancient memory to animate ancient genetic materials and prepare mankind to be a host for demonic spirits, which were and are being released through the various gateways and portals. The genetic memory of the Rephaim, the giants, resides in pockets of collective memory of mankind. There is evidence within archaeology and genetics that latent tainted blood from the consorting of the sons of God and the daughters of men producing the offspring who became mighty men which were of old men of renown resume post-flood. The Bible tells us of Og of Shehan. So people say, well, that all died after the flood. Where'd they come from after the flood? Hello, Genesis 6 says there were giants in those days and after those days. Goliath just didn't hang out for an extended period of time on the earth after the flood. So, you know, and as, as all of our studies are showing, the Smithsonian's been covering up up to 20-foot giants. I think uh, I won't give the whole thing away. I'm the kind of guy that hints around and tells people what I buy up for presents until they guess it. And, you know, I, so I'm not trying to do that with anybody, but I will say this. People will be astounded at the evidence being put forth because, uh, and, and to all uh, those of you that absolutely live by hating, all I can tell you is this. Everything we're talking about will affect your lives, too. And if you think you can basically just sit around and, and walk into heaven going, boy, I did a good job. I kept all those people from coming to Jesus because I said Quayle and Zelensky and, and Hagman and Langford were all crazy or whatever they say. And why do I even bring that up? Because, listen, we're fighting for men's souls. But, Sheila, I say this again. I wrote the introduction to Tom Horn's Blood on the Altar, and I said the two greatest wars coming will be within the household of faith, meaning your own family, that Jesus said uh, the enemy of man's life will be those of his own household, and against the family of God. So, again, I want to make this clear. Those of you who are understanding, you've been raised on the Word of God, you know that abortion's wrong. And I, I tell people, this to the to the credit of Catholicism, man, the Catholics were fighting against abortion when the evangelicals were basically playing tiddlywinks in the pool of television, okay? So I, I really mean that. I believe this pope is the, how do I say this, the placeholder for the real false prophet. I do not believe in any way, shape, or form that he represents even the basics of the Catholic faith. I don't. So, you know, the thing is, people, you've got to understand that it all boils down to this. Jesus made the entire New Testament about a personal relationship with him, the contemporary pope made the statement that a personal relationship with Jesus is dangerous. For there is salvation in no other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. So, you know, that's my statement on that. And again, ladies and gentlemen, please go on Gen6, G-E-N-S-I-X dot com, or you can go on my website, stevequail.com, up in the right hand, click on the conference, because I promise you, Sheila, and I, I can't make promises I don't intend to keep, but at this rate, we will be sold out probably by, I'd say, July or sooner. Yeah. Well, now tell folks, uh, we got about five minutes left, tell folks how they can get terminated, because I know there's pre-order pricing, which is amazing. That's coming right. in June now. And then just give us a little sneak peek on your Italy trip as well. Well, the sneak 
sneak peek on Italy. Okay, first of all, the book is out June 15th, and you can go to my website, Steve Quayle, Q-U-A-Y-L-E dot com, and uh, click on the link, and it'll tell you about the book. But I would say this, the book's implications are normally profound, but I'm not leaving it up to the future. In other words, you don't wait to have to wait for this stuff to uh, happen. It's happening now, okay? And it's accelerated. Pastor David Langford gave the word on your show, I remember that, on one of your interviews with him, that God gave him the word, acceleration, acceleration. By the way, Sheila, you know, the Faces of Death book has turned out to be literally the Faces of Death book. It's hooked into the assassination algorithms of when they go for everybody that's not on the list, and that's happening even as we speak. The lines of uh, difference between Christians and non-Christians are is being drawn, so they can go on my website and they can get a, you know, a $10 discount. It's in the top right-hand corner, so thank you very much. You can get a pre-publication price, and also we got our t-shirts, and if you look at the t-shirts, again, terminated, the end of man is here. I just want to share that I'm covering more than just, quote, robots. I think you can read the uh, back page of it and understand what I'm saying, but let me just read this. You pray and you say, Lord, help me to be as succinct as I can be, because in my case, I'm all over the place, you know, and I know that. And this is what I said. The human race has come to the point of no flesh left alive. Transhumanism and genetic engineering, when coupled with the hybridization of human-animal genetic constructs, and again, that just means the combination, it means the hybrids, is bringing us to the point of the extinction of mankind. Now, I'm just saying that. It doesn't, I'm not reading it. The false promise of eternal life through technology. Now remember, with new body parts and perpetual updates to your brain, enhanced neural networks, along with software and hardware updates, will be the ultimate seduction that most will be unable to resist, you know? Wow. And so, it's pretty powerful. And, you know, just click on it, ladies and gentlemen. I'd really encourage you to click on it and pray about it. Listen, we're at the point of the extinction level event. Well, you have this headline in the back. I love this. It says, sorry, banning killer robots. That just isn't practical, Steve. I mean, it's like a sci-fi come to life to read those quotes. Oh, it, it, can I tell you something? It's like sci-fi hits the comedy club, you know? <laughs> and, and again, there are guys who are non-Christians, like well, Francis Fukuyama, who when they asked him, what's the most dangerous thing facing mankind? So that this is a smart non-Christian. We'll have Hugo de Garris, uh, you know, at the uh, True Legends conference, and he, he wrote the book The Artelec War. Now, he started out an atheist. He's moved to an agnostic. But this is one of the brightest men in the world, ladies and gentlemen. This is not your average just scientist. This is probably one of the top three guys in brain, uh, uh, artificial brains in the world, you know? And then also we have David Knight, and we just have Richard Dolan coming. And so, you know, it's going to be a pretty powerful event. And I mean this beyond anything we had. Now, you build upon precept upon precept, but transhumanism and the hybrid age, the conference is really important. And you know, there's only 140 days left, and by the grace of God, those of you who can attend, you can get a, a discount on the DVDs. And those DVDs, Sheila, from last year's conference, I can't believe where they end up. One guy buys them in Germany, and they end up in Russia. Or somebody buys them, you know, in, in South America, and they end up in Siberia. Wow. I mean, literally, it's, it's very cool to see what God does. He wants his people warned so they're not destroyed. He said, God's people, he said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Not because it's not presented 
threatened with it is because they reject it and they resist it. Italy is critical because we're going to Sardinia. Obviously, Rome. Rome is critical. It was under the streets of Rome. It was on the streets of Rome that so many Christians met their uh, death, you know, under the persecution. But Rome has got a history beyond just, you know, Romulus and Remus. Sardinia is where the giants fled when Joshua and Caleb drove them out of the Promised Land. The Naragi Towers that are in Sardinia, Sheila, that Tim Alberino's talked about, isn't it fascinating that the soul-sucking, S-O-U-L-sucking, that's a practice, that some Christians have embraced trying to get the anointing on whoever's is dead and gone to be with Jesus, you know, their living brethren. The thing is, is that that is a Canaanite practice that the giants introduced on the island of Sardinia. Now, what is the name again of the other series? Again, I'm going to write that down. That's the Forbidden History series. Wow, don't, yeah, Forbidden History. Gee, you won't see that on the History Channel, Steve. Ah, funny, they just came up, Ancient Aliens came and wanted to film me, and I asked uh, I asked them point blank if they would, uh, the only way I'd let them film me is I wanted one statement. They agreed to it, and at the last minute they pulled out, and I pulled out. I know Tim was uh, filmed on it, because they were talking to him about something that, you know, he's very, very familiar with beyond what I, but I have been contacted by them, and listen, when you talk about the Smithsonian cover-up, you can't believe who gets, uh, how do I say this cautiously, very upset. (laughs) Would you believe this, Steve? We would believe it. Well, listen, we're really looking forward to part four of True Legends, the series. This new series is going to be incredible as well. It's so easy to get your tickets, folks. It's just gen6.com, True Legends, the conference this September in Branson, Missouri, September 14th through the 16th. It's going to be an incredible lineup of speakers at the gorgeous Mansion Theater. The lineup is spectacular. It is going to be the fall event of 2018 and you don't want to miss it and also go on over to stevequail.com pre-order because you're going to save some money his new book terminated the end of man is here steve we won't talk to you probably again until you get back from italy have an incredible time we are so looking forward to part four of true legends the series and we will be praying for you and your team God bless you, Stephen. Thanks for coming on the program today. Thank you, Sheila. God bless you, and I'm excited, everybody, to meet you at Branson. And for those that can't come, we'll make sure you have access to get the DVDs or, you know, whatever we can come up with. It's a big deal to uh, do this. So thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your prayers for our safety. Thank you, those of you who stand with us prayerfully and financially. God bless you in Jesus' name. Bye-bye, Sheila. Thanks, Steve. Folks, that was... Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. Get his book terminated and do get your tickets locked in before they sell out for Branson, Missouri, the True Legends Conference. Hey, very quickly, I do need to tell you something. Speaking of Steve Quayle's website, a lot of times different ones of us, especially those in Steve's circle, we get a lot of people that send us stuff in the mail for Steve. Not that we're Steve's keeper, but we finally had to strong arm. We really had to twist Steve's arm to finally, and I'm so glad to announce this, do check this out on his website. He finally has it there. Thank you, Lord, that he does too, because a lot of times people will like, will send me a PayPal and say, hey, can you give this to Steve? And again, finally, this took a lot of coercion for him to do this. If you go to stevequail.com, up in the corner, it's new. It's a new thing. In the very top left-hand corner, it says, 
support Steve Quayle's work. He now has a PayPal set up at the behest of a lot of us. So that is a great way for you to bless Steve. I mean, all the work that he does, how many of us don't check out his headlines That itself is a full-time job, let me tell you something right there. How many of you have been blessed by him over the years, his information, hours and hours of his personal time to come on shows like this? He has been a real blessing to us, and I think we should return the favor. So check out that little green button at the top left of stevequail.com, and let's bless Steve Quail. Because you know what? The Lord loves a cheerful giver, and how many of us eat the meat of his hard work when we pop on over there every day to check out his headlines. So let's give back, folks. And listen, next week we have an incredible lineup. You're not going to want to miss it. Gary Wayne, that's right, Gary Wayne from Genesis 6 Conspiracies on next week. You guys requested him. He's coming on right out of the gates. Joe Horn is on Monday. That's going to be a fantastic show. I asked him to come on after checking out Time Bomb. All I can tell you is wow. And boy, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree with that guy. Boy, he's like a chip off the old block of his dad, Tom Horn. Brilliant guy. We had a fantastic interview. I'm going to be actually editing it over the weekend. So be looking for that Monday. Gary Wayne is Tuesday. Tomorrow, we have on Dr. Michael Lake. We're going to get into crypto and a whole bunch of things. It's going to be fantastic. And I have a really interesting guest coming up next week. He went to jail. He went to federal prison for 16 years. He was a rogue LAPD cop who got mixed up in the Mexican cartels, was busted with 10 kilos of cocaine. Like I said, he went to federal prison and his cellmate was a former hell's angel, led him to the Lord. He's got a powerful testimony, the rise and fall of a once good cop turned bad cop and the Mexican drug cartel connection. It's going to be a fantastic show. I heard his testimony and I had to bring him on. So be watching for that. Do not forget. Make sure that you're subscribed to my YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter and like my Weekend Vigilante Facebook page. We will see you real soon. Good night and God bless.